Greetings, family. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for choosing to be a part of us. The title of message this morning is A Victorious Life Stands on God's Grace. Um, when God created us, God created us with a desire, with a purpose, with a plan for us to live a victorious life. It was God's desire for men to dominate the earth, for men to rule the earth, for men to control the earth, for men to reign over the earth. That is why when he created Adam, he blessed him and he said to Adam, Adam, dominate what I have created. It was God's desire. So even when Adam fell, even when Adam and Eve fell, God came back because that was his plan. That didn't take him by surprise. God in his son, Jesus Christ, came and restored what had been taken away. He came, that is why he says, I came so that you may have life and have life in abundance. I came so that you may have life and have plenty of it. That was God's desire. So even when men fell, God came and restored men through Jesus Christ and said, I want you to continue dominating, to continue reigning over earth. So I am here this morning to say it's always been God's plan. It's always been God's desire for man to live a victorious life. And this morning I'm saying a victorious life stands on God's grace. A victorious life is rooted on God's grace. A victorious life is grounded on God's grace. What is grace? Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 9 explains it. The Bible says, For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it, but because that was his plan before the beginning of time to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. So what am I saying here, child of God? I'm saying we are saved not because we deserved it, not because we earned it, not because we worked for it. No, we were saved because that was God's plan right from the foundations of the earth. Before the earth was formed, God had a plan that he wanted to show his grace. Now grace is unmerited favor. Grace is receiving something that you didn't deserve. Grace is accepting, taking on something, being given something that you didn't earn, that you didn't work for, that you don't deserve. So child of God, if you want to live a victorious life, I'm saying to you, stand on God's grace. Stand on God's unmerited favor. Stand on God's unmerited favor. Romans chapter 5 verse 17. The Bible says, For by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through that one man. How much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life? Through the one man, Jesus Christ. So Paul is saying here, death reigned through one man. And through one man, how much more shall we reign in life? And that man is Jesus Christ. If we receive the abundant provision 
of God's grace we will reign in life through Jesus Christ another version of the Bible says if men accept the more than sufficient grace and righteousness they should live all their lives like kings God is saying through Paul death came through one man but my abundant provision of grace if you receive it if you accept it if you take it you will reign you will live like a king through Jesus Christ because death came through one man and grace came through Jesus and when grace comes through Jesus there is provision for us all so I'm here this morning to say by grace you will reign through grace through the provision through the abundant provision of grace that is found and the gift of righteousness that is found in Jesus Christ you will live a life like a king you are destined to reign like a king you are destined to overcome like a king you are destined to rule like a king glory to him glory to the Lord that is why family even James 1 17 says all good gifts all perfect gifts come from above and come down from the father of light and with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning what is James saying here he's saying everything is given to us everything that is perfect everything that is good is given to us as a gift we didn't earn it we don't deserve it but the father of light gives it to us and that father of light does not change that father of light there is no variation with him there is no turning back that father of light is consistent that father of light is faithful and that father of light is gracious that father of light is gracious and God's grace is sin right in the beginning right before God created the world that grace is seen there that grace is seen there God decides with his son Jesus and the Holy Spirit and they decide that they will form men in their image men in their likeness men had not been formed men had not done anything men had not deserved it but God showed his grace right there and said let us create men in our own image let us make create men in our likeness let us create men men that didn't exist men that had not done anything to deserve to be created in our image but let us create him in our image God could have chosen what he had already created he could have chosen the angels he could have chosen the mountains he could have chosen the animals but he chose man and said let me create man in my own image something that hadn't existed something that was not there something that had not deserved had not earned anything something that wasn't there and God said let me make man in my own image in my own likeness and I'm saying to you that is grace at its best that is grace because man was not there man had not deserved it man had not ended but God in his 
mercy, out of his love, he chose to create man in his own image. That is why David says in Psalm 8 verse 3 to 6, he says, when I consider your heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him? What is man that your thoughts are on him? Having created all of this, why man? What is man that you are so mindful of? That is the grace of God. Man had not done anything, but God was mindful of man. God had thoughts for man. And David goes on to say, And the son of man that you visit him, for you have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. What is man? That is the grace of God. Man did not earn it. Man did not deserve it. But God, out of his love, out of his mercy, decided I am going to make man. Not only will I make man, but I'll make man have dominion. This gracious character of God is seen right in the beginning. Moses says to God, God, you've shown favor to me. Show me your glory. Show me your glory. And God says, I will show you my glory. And in Exodus chapter 34 verse 5, God shows up to Moses. The Bible says the Lord passed before him and proclaimed and declared the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious. God is a gracious God. Moses asked to see God's glory, God's power, and God says, I will show it to you. I'm merciful. I am gracious. Let me move on. In the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 30 verse 18, the Bible says, Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. God's intention, his desire is to be gracious to you. He's a gracious God. His desire is to pour his grace upon you. So if you want to live a victorious life, if you want to live a life of overcoming, you need to stand. You need to be earth. You need to be grounded on God's grace, child of God. You need to be grounded on God's grace. Hallelujah. You need to be grounded on God's grace. When God came in his son Jesus, when the word that was God came and dwelt among us, the Bible says he came full of grace and truth. He came full of grace and truth because when he came, he was the image of the invisible God. So he could not be full of anything else except the grace of God, except the truth of God because that's God's nature. God cannot change. That is his nature. John chapter 1 verse 14 says exactly that, that he came full of grace and truth. He couldn't have come full of anything. Child of God, let me just say to you, if you want to live a victorious life, if you want to live a life that conquers, place everything on God. Don't depend on your works. Don't depend on your ability, but depend on God's ability. Depend on God's grace. Depend on God's power. Depend on God's love for you, not on your own works. 
You are not going to succeed on your own works. Depend on God. Stand on God's grace. Stand on God's power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand on God's grace. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 reads thus. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. That's a word. In, through faith, we access this grace on which we stand. Paul is saying we access we access this grace through faith and we stand on this grace. I stand on this grace. I'm not going to move away from this grace. I'm not going to move to my words. I will stand on the grace of God. Paul is saying, stand on the grace of God. I'm saying to you, child of God, a victorious life stands on the grace of God. Hallelujah. And he says, when you stand on that grace, when you stand on that grace, begin to rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. That's a word for us. That's a word for us. Because it says, rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. What is the glory of God? Jesus said to Martha, Martha, didn't I tell you that if you believe, you would see the glory of God? And what was the glory of God displayed there? It was the power of God displayed in raising up Lazarus. That was what Jesus was referring to, that you will see the glory of God. So when you rejoice in hope, standing on this grace, you rejoice expecting, you rejoice pregnant, you rejoice expecting the power of God to manifest glory to Jesus. Another place where the glory is displayed is in the book of John chapter 2 when Jesus turns water into wine and right at the end in verse 12 the Bible says this was the first of many signs through which Jesus revealed his glory through which Jesus revealed his glory so when you rejoice you need to rejoice in the hope of seeing in the hope of experiencing in the hope of enjoying this glory that I'm referring to this power of God that is awesome this power of God that is supernatural when you are rejoicing when you are standing on grace you begin to rejoice in expectation in anticipation of this glory in anticipation of this power this is the same power that comes storms this is the same power that changes situations this is the same power that raises those that are dead this is the same power that speaks a word and the word never returns until it is fulfilled all what it has sent to fulfill i'm declaring to you child of god that stand on grace stand on grace and begin to rejoice and begin to rejoice in expectation another version says rejoice and exult in your hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of god hallelujah hallelujah child of god god wants you to stand on his grace 
to stand on his unmerited favor. You're not going to think it's a coincidence. You're not standing on luck. You're not gambling, but you are standing on something solid. You are standing on something solid. The grace of God, the unmerited favor of God. I'm saying to you, child of God, a victorious life will be achieved by standing on God's grace. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 9 to 10, Paul says, For I am the least of the apostle, who am not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not in vain. By the grace of God, I am what I am. I do not deserve it. I did not earn it. I was walking on my way to persecute Christians. I was on my way to persecute believers. But God chose me. I didn't deserve it. But his grace was upon me. So today, I am what I am. Not by my own doing. Not by my own intellect. Not by my own might. But by the grace of God. Child of God, let me just say to you. I am what I am by the grace of God. It's not by my own doing. It's not by my own might. But it's by the grace of God. It's by the mighty grace of God. Hallelujah. Family, God gives us things by grace. That is why we stand on this grace. Our salvation was by grace. That is why Ephesians 2 verse 5 says, By grace we are saved. By grace and nothing else. Not our works, but by grace we are saved. The Bible says we are justified by grace. The Bible says we receive gifts to save others by the grace of God. The Bible says we receive eternal comfort by the grace of God. Child of God, stand on the grace of God because it is on this grace that God releases. It is on that grace that God pours out. The Bible says he pours more grace on those that are humble. He gives more grace on those that are humble because a grace posture says not by my might, but by the Spirit of God, by the mighty hand of God, and that's a humble heart. Now here is the interesting part as well, that we do not only receive salvation by grace, we do not only receive uh, gifts by grace, we do not only receive justification by grace, the Bible also says we know the grace of God, that Jesus who was rich, but chose to be poor for our sake so that through his poverty we may be rich we may be rich in many aspects in all aspects so we know the grace and it is this grace that jesus chose though he was rich chose to be poor so that through his poverty we could be for our sake so that through his poverty we may be rich the Bible says in the book of John, John 10 verse 10, God so loved the world that he sent his beloved son. He sent his only son to come and die for us so that whoever believes in him would not perish, would not perish, but would have eternal life, would have everlasting life. So God, out of his grace, sent his son. That is why 2 Thessalonians 
chapter 2 verse 16 says now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who has loved us and given us eternal comfort and good hope by grace so God sent his son to give us eternal life and this verse emphasizes that that eternal comfort that eternal life that good hope was by grace so God released God let go of his one and only son to come and die for us by grace Romans 8 verse 32 says he who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all how shall he not with him also freely give us all things so what am i saying a child of god i'm saying you receive salvation by grace god released his son by grace and romans 8 verse 32 says if god could release his son by grace and we know it was by grace we did not deserve it we're so deep in our sin we're not worthy of being looked at but god looked down and said now is the time to release my son to go and redeem my people romans then says if god could do that shall he not give us all things shall he not give us all things we didn't deserve it but by grace god gave us by grace god gave us everything that is ours that is why when god created the earth he made sure that there was everything there was everything that man could live on before he chose to create man to have dominion before he decided to create man to have dominion over the earth then on the grace of god because it is not by might it is not by your power but it is by the grace of god that you are going to live a victorious life not on your own your salvation your eternal life was not given to you because of your works it was given to you because of god's grace it was given to you because of god's unmerited favor you did not deserve it you did not deserve it let us move on peter says in his letters he introduces his two letters first peter 1 verse 2 and second peter 1 verse 2 in both cases he says grace to you and peace be multiplied he says grace to you and peace to you be multiplied he says may grace in you be multiplied he closes the second book second peter chapter 3 verse 18 he says but grow in the grace and knowledge of the lord so here is peter peter understood what grace is peter had an appreciation of what grace is he opens both books and says to us grow multiply in grace and peace and he closes may you grow may you grow in grace because peter understood he had an appreciation of what grace is because peter was the same guy that jesus chose from nowhere he had just finished fishing and had caught nothing his night had been a wasted night his night had been a fruitless night but god 
chose him and said Peter give me your boat and Peter obliged gave Jesus his boat and Jesus preached a message on his boat and when Jesus was done he said Peter send your boat into the deep Peter had done nothing he didn't deserve it but Jesus says Peter I've chosen you go into the deep and catch fish and Peter surely went into the deep and caught fish and when he caught fish Jesus before the end of the day Jesus said to Peter Peter I'm going to make you a fisher of man now here is a man that understood that I'm just an ordinary man from an ordinary family I'm just an ordinary fisherman from an ordinary family and there's nothing there's nothing about me Peter understood what grace means this is the same Peter that had denied Jesus three times when Jesus was going to be crucified and when Jesus rose from the dead he came back to Peter and said Peter do you love me go and feed my sheep Peter had done nothing to deserve it his work was as filthy as rags but the grace of God the grace of Jesus showed up into Peter's life and changed his life completely I am declaring to you that as you stand on the grace of God as you stand on the grace of God on the unmerited favor may things shift in your life may you experience a new encounter an encounter that will change your life completely turn your life around and you're not going to say this was a coincidence this was luck this was just my day but you'll go back and say it was the grace of God this is the same Peter who understood what grace is who one day he's locked in prison and the angel of the Lord chooses him and comes to him and walks him out takes him out of a highly secured heavily secured jail and takes him out into the street and only then does he realize that I'm actually out of jail and he knew that that was the grace of God that was the hand of God he didn't deserve it he was just an ordinary person trying to preach the gospel but the grace of God was upon him Peter understood what grace is that is why he encourages us to grow in grace let us grow in grace let us get an understanding of grace let us get a deeper understanding of grace that grace is God's favor grace is God's love demonstrated to us we did not deserve it so he says in first Peter chapter 5 verse 12 he says I have written and sent this short letter to you with the help of Silas whom I commend to you as a faithful brother my purpose in writing listen to this my purpose in writing is to encourage you and assure you that what you are experiencing is truly part of God's grace for you what you are experiencing is truly part of grace for you stand firm on this grace another author says stand firm on this grace stand firm on this grace because peter understood this grace he says to us stand firm on this grace child of god you've got to trust in the grace of god you've got to trust 
in God's grace. You've got to trust in God's grace. That is why when I started, I read Romans 5 verse 2, which says, Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace. We access this grace by faith. You've got to believe in this grace by faith, not by anything else. You've got to have faith in this grace. Second Corinthians, Paul again says in chapter 1 verse 12, he says, we have depended on God's grace. The godly life, the life of integrity that we've lived, it was dependent on God's grace and nothing else. I'm saying to you, child of God, you've got to trust. You've got to believe in God's grace. God's grace is something you need to depend on. God's grace is what will open doors for you. God's grace is what will change situations for you. God's grace is what you need to be saying, although I don't qualify to apply for this job, but the grace of God is upon my life. Although my marriage is not looking like it's going well, but I am trusting in the grace of God because God is a gracious God. He looks out into the world to see who he can show his grace upon. Joseph is a good example of grace shown. Joseph walked into the palace wearing a prisoner's gown. But by the time the night was over, Joseph was wearing a coat of authority. Joseph was wearing a ring of power, a ring that authorized things. At the end of it, Pharaoh says, I am Pharaoh, but no one will lift up a hand or a foot in the whole of Egypt unless you Joseph approves of it. The grace, the favor of God, the favor of God was on Joseph. The favor of God changed the situation around. The favor of God turned the man who was in prison and made him the second in charge next to the king. Nothing could be lifted, nothing could be done except authorized by him. This is the grace of God. When the grace of God is upon your life, things change instantly. When the grace of God shows up, it's not restricted by how many years the situation has prevailed. It's not restricted by how long a situation has prevailed. It's not restricted by what is happening around when the grace of God shows up a man that had been lying by the pool for 38 years hoping to be healed when he got into the pool when grace showed up that man was instantly healed the grace of God 
does not care whether you've been sick for 12 years, 20 years, or you've died for four days. When the grace of God shows up, situations change. The grace of God, the favor of God, is not restricted by conditions. The Bible says, in the year of famine, the Lord blessed Isaac. He plowed. And in that year, he harvested a hundredfold. In that year, he harvested a hundredfold. Not only did he harvest a hundredfold, but he got richer and richer until he became very wealthy. The grace of God is not restricted by time, by conditions, by what you are doing, by what you've done. Because it is unmerited favor. That is why Peter says, stand on this grace. Because this grace is the same grace that will help you to grow spiritually. This is the same grace that will open doors for you. This is the same grace that will put you in positions that you didn't deserve, just like salvation. This is the same grace that will cause things that are bondage to you to begin to fall off without you putting an effort to making sure that those things fall off. I know it, family. I am what I am. Like Paul says, I am what I am by the grace of God. I have what I have by the grace of God. You have what you have by the grace of God. The fact that you are breathing, the fact that you are listening to this message, you did not deserve to be given a breath of air. But God, out of His grace, gave it to you. So stand on this grace because your breakthrough is in this grace. Your dreams will manifest in this grace. There is power in this grace. Stand on this grace. That is why when Paul says, Father, remove this pain from me, God says, my grace is sufficient. That's all you need, Paul. My grace is enough for you. So stay on my grace. Stand on my grace. Because it is my grace that will help you to fulfill what I've asked you to fulfill. Child of God, stand on this grace. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4 to 6. The Bible says, I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given to you by Christ Jesus that you were enriched in everything glory to Jesus by the grace that was given to us through Jesus Christ we were enriched in everything so child of God grace gives things to us ours is to receive them by faith so everything has been given to us. We have been enriched in everything by grace. It has been given to us. Romans 8, 32. If he could give his son, shall he not give us all? 
if he could create the world for us and give the whole world to us shall he not give us all stand on the grace stand on this grace of God stand on this grace of God it's interesting that Hebrews 4 verse 16 doesn't say come to the throne of prayer come to the throne of his majesty it could have said that but it says come to the throne of grace because that throne overflows with grace that throne drips with grace just like Jesus came to this earth full of grace and truth he took it from the throne that is the throne we need to stand on that is why the Bible says let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find and find grace for when we need it to help us in time of need grace is on the throne in fact grace has been given to us in portions in a measure according to Christ but here the writer says this is the throne of grace come to it because God's grace is sufficient come and receive it come and take it for when you need it every day we need God's grace 2nd Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 says and God is able say God is able God is able to make all grace not just some grace but all grace abounds toward you glory to Jesus God is able to make all grace abound to you he doesn't have to ask anyone he is able to make all grace abound toward you why is that that you always have all sufficiency in all things Ooh. why that you always have sufficiency in all things not just sometimes but always have sufficiency not just some sufficiency but all sufficiency all sufficiency so that you are able to do the work the very good work that's been given to you that you may have an abundance for every good work whoa not only that you will always have but it will be sufficient for all things not only for all things but that you have in abundance it is in abundance for every good work that is why come to the throne of grace child of god and receive grace and receive unmerited favor stand on this grace because this grace is sufficient this grace is enough this grace is adequate the bible says god is the god of all grace if you need whatever grace you need god has it if you need unmerited favor, whatever it is, whether it be your marriage, whether it be the job, whether it be sickness, whether it be disease, it was given to.
to you on the cross it was given to you on the cross whether it be sickness whether it be disease it was given it was granted to you whether it be leg it was granted to you on the cross yours is to receive hallelujah child of god i hope this message has helped you i hope this message has empowered you because we need to stand on this grace paul said i am what i am because of god's grace he said i depended on god's grace not my wisdom but i depended on god's grace let us be a children that begins to depend on god's grace and watch god's glory manifest in our lives i thank you family before i close let me just take this opportunity to invite anyone that hasn't made jesus lord of their lives i say here is an opportunity it's very simple just say this prayer with me because by saying this prayer you are moving from eternal death to eternal life lord jesus i thank you that you died on the cross for me I am a sinner and on the cross my sins are forgiven. Today I come before you and I invite you into my life. I make you Lord and Savior over my life. I thank you Jesus that through you today I am a new creation. I thank you God. Holy Spirit begin a new work in me in Jesus most precious name. Thank you family.